Extraordinary Unplugged, a podcast for people looking to create bigger, braver, more meaningful lives, people who are prepared to do what it takes to make it happen. I get very frustrated. I get very down on myself. People are there trying to help and support me. I don't want it. I want to sort it out on my own. Last week, I caught up with Rob, who spent the majority of his life feeling like he doesn't fit in. What transpires is the exact feeling he's looking for is already within him. He is just so in the habit of letting events dictate his happiness, he's missed that what he's looking for, he has already. Tell me, who are you? I'm a 34-year-old guy who's very recently happily married. I've been described as the guy who's sort of got it sorted. All my friends would sort of say, he's married, he's got a nice house, a nice career, a nice family. Have you got it all sorted? I've always struggled with knowing where I fit, personally and, and mostly sort of career-wise. That's the biggest struggle. So explain it to me. I've always struggled with where I fit in. What, what does that mean? You know, when I was growing up, I always sort of thought, well, what do I want to be? All the way through my teens, I sort of thought, okay, this is sort of a time where you start learning about what it is you're good at. And I sort of dabbled with a lot of things. Uh, you know, as a teenager, as, as a kid, I was always quite good at football. And there was a point where I could have chosen whether to go down that sort of route or I could have gone down the academic route because I was also quite creative. I was very good at sort of design and art and that kind of stuff. But when the football thing didn't work out and I was told that it didn't really work out because of my physique, um, I was very small and very thin and very slight. And in those academies at that time, they said, unless you were a certain height and a certain build, you're not likely to go anywhere. So it's, it's up to you, but you're likely to end up as bottom of the pile somewhere. So I, I dismissed that and I said, okay, well, I don't fit there. So let's go down the creative route. And that's when university sort of came in. It got to a point where I had to sort of deciding, well, what am I going to do? I've chosen the academic route. This is what I'm going to do. What do I want to be? There's all these things and I have no idea what they were. These courses were just names. And I didn't know where I was going to be. I was already thinking about what I was going to be at the end. So if you knew where you fitted in, mm. what would be different in your life right now? See, the, the thing is, I, I think of it now as, would I be anywhere different? And the answer is, obviously, I don't know. Would I still be the same person? But I... For example, would you have a career that you were passionate about and that you were doing well in? Or if you had what you think you want, mm. what would be different? I just thought that there was this magical moment where you got it right. Like there's this sort of, I don't know, this sort of moment where you suddenly go, that's what I'm meant to be. That's what I'm good at. That's where I fit. And that's what my role should be. Right. Um, and I think if I felt like if I got that early, I could, that was a, a big tick off my list of things not to worry about. Ah, okay. And then I could kind of focus on all the other things that I kind of wanted to do. To was, worry about. To worry about, <laughs> yeah. So it was like, you know, you know, finding someone you wanted to be with, like having a really lovely girlfriend and, you know, all these sort of other things you think about when you're growing up, like where I'm going to live and all these kind yeah. of things. But the career for me just seemed the biggest and I don't know why I singled it out. There's definitely something here for me around, unless you've got all your boxes ticked, somehow life doesn't feel sorted. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. It's always been a case of 
it has to be perfect, it has to be right, and it has to kind of make me feel as if I've, yeah, I've, I've got it right. It's, it's organized and perfect, and I'm in control, and then it doesn't matter then what anyone else thinks or says, because I know that it's all right, it's perfect. Is this you? So many people believe that life is about getting everything just so you want it, so that you can be happy. But actually, the art of life is being able to find your own inner peace and your own contentment, no matter what is going on outside of you. What does control give you? I know it gives me this sort of sense of calm. It makes me feel as if everything's okay. Um, Does it make you feel safe? Yes, I'd probably say at, at, when I was younger, it would definitely make me feel like that. Because I was very, I was unsure about so many things. As I say, I was like this sort of middle of the road sort of kid. And well, I don't think I was sort of the super cool kid or the kid that got in trouble. Or I was sort of in that sort of middle where I wasn't really sort of standing out. Or I didn't feel as if I was standing out and I wanted to stand out. I was desperate to be exceptionally good at something or just the, the control element just took all that anxiety away sometimes. So how can I help you today? I still struggle sometimes with that element of fitting in and I've learned to deal with it in my own way to kind of accept it as, as something that just sort of comes back every now and again. It, I, I just sort of, I have these moments where I sort of go, oh, you know, this hasn't gone right, or that's not gone right. I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Maybe yes, I should be going some back. examples. When I used to be an estate agent, and I did that for about nine years, there was a lot of times where I thought I was very good at it, but there were some times where it just, it just felt like I was in completely the wrong world. I was with the wrong people. It wasn't me. I was very different. I wasn't the sort of normal person that my family and friends knew. I kind of had to sort of switch and turned into this sort of character who was super confident and super sort of, I don't know how you describe extrovert. it. Extrovert. Extrovert, yeah, exactly. Just to kind of get into that character and you kind of sort of have to exude this confidence. Okay, that... so let me tell you what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing that fitting in for you is at least two things, it may be more. Mm -hmm. Firstly, doing something that you feel exceptional at. Mm -hmm. Secondly, being with people that you feel you belong with. Mm. And I'm wondering if if it also means doing something you feel passionate about because being really good at something and being passionate at something aren't, aren't necessarily the same thing. I get to that point where I feel like I'm passionate about what I do. I mean, I'm passionate about what I do now. But there, there are still moments where I sort of go, oh, but what if I could go back and I could change what if I could have become a footballer? If I really tried, if I really sort of put my mind to it, could that have been different? So describe to me what you're aiming for. What's the feeling you're aiming for? I, I don't know. And I think that's part of the struggle. It's part of that. I, I know what I think it should feel like. It should feel like everything just makes sense. It's this sort of euphoric kind of moment where okay. you kind of go, okay, I'm here. I've got it now. What, what I do gives me all this sort of pleasure and life makes sense and everything fits, everything sort of works and it's how I imagined it would be. I, which I know sounds ridiculous. It sounds utterly ridiculous to say that there is such a thing because I know in 
the other half of my brain that has this argument. Well, I'm gonna because that's really easy. It'd be really easy to just go. Well, that's just not realistic. But actually, I'm I'm gonna not allow us that easy get out here because I I don't think that's true. I think there's a difference between having the Hollywood perfect life, mm. you know, where everything you know the birds are always singing, the sun is always shining, and and everything's wonderful. Yes, that's that's not reality, and. There is a life there for everyone where life is what I would call perfectly imperfect. So you're doing a job that you love and you're great at. And yes, you have bad days, but you're doing a job you love and you're great at and you have bad days. And when you have bad days, you deal with them and you move on. And you can be in a, a wonderful relationship and you can still argue like hell, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and then you, you make up and you move on. So there's that perfectly imperfect life for us all. It's not the Hollywood life. Mm-hmm. And I think it's about understanding what your perfectly imperfect life is. Mm-hmm. Whereas, um, you know, you say you're, you're very happily married, you're married to a lovely lady and you've got a wonderful home. And I suspect there are days when sometimes she really annoys you. You can yeah. say that. Yeah, you? that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so my point is, is that doesn't mean you're throwing your marriage out. Mm. It means that you just had a day when your wife yeah. annoyed you. Yeah. Because that's what life is. Mm. But there's also the wraparound is go, I'm in the right place. I'm living the right life. Yeah. I think that's where I, it, it just, Something tweaks. Something's misfiring. Yeah, and I don't know why sometimes because I feel like I get very close to having that exact thought of, yeah, everything is as good as I think it can be and should be. Well, then, well, then there's two things. Uh, so if if we accept that the perfect life is the perfectly imperfect life, then it's about finding that life and about understanding what kind of relationship, what kind of home, what kind of work. You know, how we want to spend our days. It's about creating that picture. And then being really okay with things not going perfectly all the time. And I think from what you've told me about your history is that there's something about, I wonder how good you are when things don't go according to plan still. Mm-hmm. I get very frustrated. I get very down on myself. I don't want to, you know, if people are there trying to help and support me, I don't want it. I want to sort it out on my own right. and whatever the, this sort of overwhelming feeling that I get, I want to deal with it on my own okay. and then I'll come back to you, you once I've dealt with it. Have you ever felt depressed? Yes. Okay. That makes sense to me based on what you've just said. Angry? Uh, yes. Angry at things that most people would go, why are you getting so angry about that? Yeah. Although it would normally be about myself. I wouldn't get angry at other people. So we've got two routes we can go here in this conversation. Mm. We could look at what needs to be in place for you to have your perfectly imperfect life. Mm -hmm. Or we could look at how you react to things Mm -hmm. when they don't go according to plan. I think... Which one feels where the energy... I I think it's... I mean, they both feel as important... And I feel that they both kind of intertwine. I get lost yeah. in which is which sometimes. The, the, the imperfect, perfect life is something that I know I can look on a little bit easier because I feel like I can deconstruct that a little bit better. 
to understand that that makes sense or that doesn't make sense. And yeah. So I think you've articulated that brilliantly, actually, because the reality is, is when we understand that there's a, a perfectly imperfect life there for all of us, then we can take the elements of a life and go, well, you know, my, my perfectly imperfect life might be travelling around the world with a backpack on my mm. back or, or yours might be living in a house like this and doing a job like this. So it's a puzzle that we can, once we know it exists, that we can take apart. How we react to things, how we choose to think about things, how we choose to create feeling within ourselves, actually affects our wellness mm. far more than anything else. Yeah. What's becoming clearer and clearer to me is that Rob is chasing a feeling. He wants to feel truly connected to the work he does, the people he spends time with. And that's understandable. It's something we all want. But for that to happen, he will need to accept that life is just one event after the other, most of which he has little control over. And if he's going to get upset and angry or down every time something doesn't work out as he hoped it would, then he's never going to get that feeling he wants so much for any length of time. He's allowing his feelings to be dictated by what is going on outside of him. That is never going to make him feel happy in the long run. And if, if it's all right with you, I just want to talk for a moment about where thinking and feeling comes from. Mm -hmm. All of the time, 100% mm -hmm. of the time, the reason we feel something, so anger, frustration, anxiety, mm -hmm. is because of the thinking we're hanging out with. All of the time. So if you feel angry or frustrated or low or depressed, it's because, unless you are clinically depressed and you have an imbalance, it is because you are hanging out with thinking that generates that feeling. So let me give you an example. You wake up in the morning and you go, today is, is sunny and I've got a really exciting project I'm working on and then I'm going to have lunch with an old mate of mine. It's going to be a great day. And you're hanging out with that thinking. The feeling you generate might be excitement, joy, calm, yeah? So you experience those feelings. And when we experience those feelings, that equates to the quality of our life. Because the feelings we hang out with on a daily basis means we have a good life or a bad life. If we hang out with feelings of doubt, sadness, fear, uncertainty on a regular basis, that equals the quality of our life. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. What we don't realise, we have a say over how we react to every single thing that happens in our life. So give me an example of how you might think about losing a pitch. So I think, I mean, the, the initial thing that I always have, and it's, it's happened in all my previous jobs as well, is I immediately take it very personally. I immediately go, you've chosen not to pick me. And that before, I'd say about 10 years ago, was what I really struggled with when I used to be an estate agent. When someone didn't pick me to represent them to sell their house, as ridiculous as that sounds, I took that very personally. And then over time, you just get it again and again until the fourth or fifth time, it would, it would come out. I would get, what do you mean it would come out? I would just get so down. And so disheartened by what I'm doing, 
feel as if I just don't fit here then because I clearly aren't right. What I'm doing isn't right. So therefore I don't fit. So therefore there must be something else rather than going, okay, let's think about it logically. Let's take a step back and go, they haven't chosen me on this occasion because... They haven't chosen our company on this occasion. Yeah. They haven't chosen the company on this occasion because, I don't know, it was too expensive. It wasn't the right fit for them. So let's be honest, right? So you're in your life as an estate agent, it might have been that somebody actually didn't like you. Right? Mm. You just weren't the right fit for them. They didn't want to give you your business. As we both know, probably in 90% of the situation, 98% of the situations, mm. because the deal your company was offering, the coverage you had, yeah. whatever it was, wasn't right for them. What stopped you seeing it for what it really was and made you take it as a personal slight. It's always been important to me for people to be liked. And I think that's kind of like the same for everybody. So if you ever get something thrown back at you... Well, maybe, or I would say to you, the the only person that needs to like you, Rob, is Mm. who? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, look, and I I think... So can I I ask a question? Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. Do you like you? Yes, I do, yeah. I do now. The only person we need to please is us, because when we please us, we show up as our best selves. We don't become arrogant or lazy or all of those things. Mm. Unkind. We all know when we've been unkind or mean or boastful or all of those things. Yeah. What's going on for you? It was always kind of difficult to... um... I mean, it's been a lot of stuff that's sort of got on in my past and how sort of people make you feel. And as I say, it goes back to that. Oh, no, 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 so I'm going to catch you again. Mm. How people make you feel. Mm. Is it within my capability to make you feel a certain way? Or do you allow yourself to feel a certain way as a result mm. of how you think about it? Let's imagine for a moment I shouted at you and mm. I said all sorts of horrible things. You could think all sorts of things about that, right? Mm-hmm. You could go, wow, she's clearly in a really bad place. Mm-hmm. And she's dumped all that anger on me. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I need to show her some compassion. Mm-hmm. Or you could say, clearly, Elka, Elka's view of the world is 100% right, mm-hmm. and I'm a really bad person. Which is where my mind... Which is what you've done. Where it goes to. For how many years? All your life? Yeah, probably. Right. So here's the question. Mm. Do you want to keep going with that? No. I have a, a, a piece in the in my book, actually, which is, it talks about the happy list. And it talks about that list. We go, I will be happy when. I will be happy when the sun shines. I got this car. I got da, 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 da. And the lists just get longer and longer. I will be happy when all of those things happen. What are the chances of you going to be happy? Mm. Happy doesn't come from all of that stuff outside. Happy comes from how we feel on a day-to-day basis. And how we feel on a day-to-day basis comes from how we think on a day-to-day basis. So there's some really practical stuff here about understanding that event life life is just a series of events. Sun shines, it rains, right? I get the job, I don't get the job. I get sacked. Uh, the girl that I fall in love with doesn't fall in love with me. 
And I then get to choose how I think about that. And what I'm hearing is you've created a really well-honed habit of thinking that means you're not good enough. You don't fit in. Yeah. Because the thing for the last 10, 15 years has always been about not knowing what I want to be, but I guess uh, I'm just sort of moving around trying to figure out where I fit. You're trying to find that Hollywood perfect role where the sun shines all the time. Yeah. Yeah? Mm, give up. Yeah, yeah. And just... <laughs> find find the job where you are bringing your passions and your talents to it and recognise within that there are going to be challenges, there are going to be rejections, there are going to be no's, there are going to be yeses. But your self-worth, which is what we're talking about here, by mm. the way, that's not up for grabs. If you surrender your self-worth to every customer that you barely know, mm. you're giving your happiness away. Mm. You're saying, I am only worthy if you love me. Yeah. Now You can keep giving that away if you want, but it doesn't look like it's working out for you. No, and I don't think it has been, as you say, for a while. It's here, by the way. You already have the feeling. Mm. But you're not accessing it. Yeah. The feeling is your self-worth, your belief that you are worthy, you have a right to be here. I guess just from past experiences, I guess I've also been taught down by quite a lot. And I could, there's a lot of people who have been quite influential in my life who, on both sides of the coin, have been immensely supportive. Yeah. And others who haven't. Did that happen when you were young? Um, it's happened all the way through. It, as you do as kids and stuff, you know, I was bullied. Past relationships. You, I've been in horrible situations. In previous jobs, I've been bullied at work by bosses and stuff. But you find a way to cope with it at the time. Yeah, what I've heard is you're finding a way of coping with it by taking it all in. Yeah. And, and trying to create perfect. So nobody says anything horrible to you. I just bottle it up for a little bit. You can just let it pass you by. Which makes perfect sense. But my, I just can't get out of that natural reaction of... It's not natural, by the way. It's <sighs> habitual. Mm. So the only thing that is getting in your way right now is the thinking that you're hanging out with. Mm. So it brings us back to the question, doesn't it? Is mm. Do you like yourself and... Maybe your work is nothing to do with worrying about what anyone else says or does. And everything to do about going, who am I? What yeah. have I got to bring? And then the second piece of work is about seeing these thoughts come into our head. So you might lose a piece of business and you can see the thought coming. Well, clearly they didn't like me. Mm. Clearly I didn't do a good enough job. You can see that thought come in. And you have an option to let it go straight out. Mm. But what you've got into the habit of doing is grabbing it, focusing on it, giving it a polish, pumping it up, yeah. and making it seem like reality. Yeah. But the example you just gave me was perfect, which was going, I know with estate agency, it was nothing to do with me. It was everything to do with the market, the company, the rate. So you know that to be true. Yeah. And you still create a fantasy and then have an awful day and maybe an awful week and a month. 
dealing with it in your way is is making yourself feel awful. Yeah, I'm just so used to it. You got into the habit of believing what you thought. I mean, the worst thing you can do is believe your thinking. It's so random. Believe that thought, that usually the negative thought, I'm guessing. I bet you don't hang out with thoughts of, oh my God, I really nailed that and I am really getting better at that. No, and it's to the frustration of everyone, particularly my wife, because I'll have a, a great day and she'll recognise it straight away. And she said, you did that really well. Like, you just had a call with that person. You sounded amazing. Yeah. And my first question is, really? Did I? Because I, I, I don't So this is really it. interesting because I suspect what will... And you have to be careful of this. Is what could happen in a relationship mm. is that she tries to bolster you up. Mm. And she tries to do your work for you. I don't mean your job, mm. but your work of looking after your self-worth. You can't hand that over to someone else. You just can't. Your self-worth is within you. It's within you already. The question is, is you're going to need to just create new habits Mm. around the thinking you hang out with. Because if you hand that over to someone else, that's just the same. Mm. Because if they turn around the next day and go, well, that wasn't any good, Mm. you're in the doldrums again. And I suspect even when she tells you you're doing really well, you're going, well, I could have said that wrong. I could have done that better. This could have worked. Yeah? Yeah. All of a sudden, you're taking the opposite. No, let me think about this worse. Let me think about this negatively. Let me think about what everything could go wrong. Mm. So I'm preparing myself for disaster. Yeah. Does that play in for you? Yeah. Like if I think about everything that could go wrong, then I'll be safe. A couple of things are playing out here. Rob has a very detailed story that he carries around with him about all the bad things that have happened to him through his life. And he's blaming those things for how he's showing up in his life right now. Secondly, this position of life is happening to me is bolstered as people who love him try and make him feel better about himself. Instead of hearing what they have to say, he moves more firmly into a victim position and he tries to prove them wrong, which I suspect in many instances mean they try even harder. This game is just another way of Rob not taking ownership for how he's feeling in the moment. Ask yourself, have you ever played this game? So my question is, do you want to change this habit? I I know what's a bad thought, I know what's a good thought. I I can see those quite clearly. I'd rather hang out with the good stuff quicker for longer. So my second question is, is are you prepared to do the work to create the new habits? Yes. Because we are all very attached to our old habits. Mm. And I think if you told me that 10 years ago, I probably would have probably not believed you at all. Or probably would have said I would have done. But in my mind gone, no. No, because of everything that was going on at the time, yeah. with work and relationships and all the rest of it, it was that was that's too. We much. feel like our unhappiness, our frustration, our depression is caused by everything outside of us. Yeah, well, for me it was. No, so, no, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't. It was created by how you thought about what was going on outside of you. Mm. That's the crucial bit of this. We can have tragic things happen in our life, and of course we might feel sad about them. Yeah, mm. but when it trips over into obsessing and feeling and damaging our own feeling of self worth, and that is the key to this. 
you have the option to respond to any event in life however you want to. And it sounds so simple when you put it like that. It does. It does. And, and people get annoyed with me because it sounds so simple. I just never put the two together. No. Just didn't. Just thought that was normal. Just thought the way I was doing it with it was normal. But I feel like it's something that I, I want to do now. I feel like I have the capacity to do it now. It's incredibly hard and incredibly simple. Mm. If we don't want to wallow and obsess and focus in on thinking that makes us feel really bad, we don't have to. But we can still take great action. We can still go, oh, I've lost my job, right, okay, I need to take action. Mm. But I don't need to have sleepless nights. Mm. If we don't want to. But it's that retraining of that new muscle, that new neural pathway that you then need to go through. There's, there's a piece, isn't there, around, I'm not saying avoid badness mm. you know, or hard times. What I'm saying is we are better resourced to cope with them mm. when we look after ourselves. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's what I feel like I don't do. No. I put others before myself all the time. What would it mean if you started to look after your own well-being? I don't know. Um, it's something I've just never thought about doing. And I think that's been all right. For, for, and, and, and I say that, and I can see your face. That's not all right. It's not all right. <laughs> well, it's all right if that's the life you want. It's what I've been doing up until this point. Yeah, is it the life you want? No, because I keep coming back to the same thing. And it comes in different forms. Do you know you have your perfectly imperfect, don't you? I do. And it's very it's that sort of end of a hollywood film type yeah. ending and then it goes don't expect these thoughts never to come in if you're rocked by a thought coming in then you are destined to a really low life mm-hmm. but if you can see them come in and let them go on and and maybe spend some time and go oh, actually i don't want to spend any more time with that i'm done with that yeah I'm just, I might allow myself five minutes of wallowing in self-pity mm-hmm. and then I'm going to move on. Mm-hmm. So it's about that recognition that we're almost vessels of thought and feeling coming in and out and mm-hmm. in and out. And actually, our job is not to hang on to it. Mm-hmm. Our job is just to go, oh, there we are. Right. Well, what was I focusing on? Yeah. Right, I'll get on with that. Yeah. And that is where the work is. You're creating new neural pathways in your brain. And the other way to do it is by fantasy. It's the best homework I've ever given anyone, Mm. is to just close your eyes, grab a cup of tea, go and sit in the garden, lie in bed, and see yourself responding to things Mm -hmm. in a truly powerful, calm, loving, compassionate way. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So two things I want you to focus on. Okay. Firstly, just go, oh, there's that thinking. There we are. Okay, off you go. Oh, it's come back. I'm not going to judge myself for having it. I'm not going to spend any time analysing it and overthinking it. And you can always ask your question is, do I have any action to take? Hmm. Oh, right, yeah, I could have learned that pitch a bit better. Right, next time I'll do that. So this isn't about not improving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just about not wallowing and obsessing. And the second thing is to reprogram your neural pathways as you sleep. So before you go to bed every night, to lie there and just think how 
the new, stronger, original Rob mm. could react to all of this stuff that's going on. Oh, well, I just, oh, that's fine, I'll deal with it, no problem, no worry. And in doing that, the brain doesn't know the difference between what really happens and what you're fantasizing about. So in doing that, you are creating a neural pathway that will work when the situation hits. Those are two things that I'd like you, I suggest to you, <laughs> okay. that you might want to try. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you want to do that, I suppose? Good question. <laughs> and on that, we'll end. So, um, I believe you've written a letter. I have. For your 17-year-old self. I have. To my 17-year-old self. Right now you're reading this, sitting under a mountain of university prospectuses and leaflets. It's a lot to deal with on top of so many things right now. You're worried about what you want to be, what you should do, where you should go, and it's just exhausting. You're frustrated, you feel like you're the only one that can't work out what the right answer is. Everyone else seems to get it and know who they are and what they want to be, and you're being left behind. I know it's hard because you don't think you're in any place to complain because you're one of the lucky people in life. You have a loving home and an amazing supporting family and you're healthy. And right now, this is just so important to you and it feels unfair. If someone could just tell you what you were and where you fit, it would make life so much easier, wouldn't it? Well, let's look at it this way. The year is 2020 and up to this exact moment, you have been a gardener, a lifeguard, a shop assistant, supermarket checkout guy, a waiter, a bar manager, you've been tipped as a talented future footballer, you've worked on the most famous film sets in the world, you've been a graphic designer in London, you've been an estate agent selling million pound mansions, you've worked with charities to inspire people to care and support people they'll probably never even meet, and you've even won an Oscar for the biggest selling film of all time. That last one might not actually have happened yet, but you never know. What do all these things actually have in common? Absolutely nothing. You can't see it now, but I guess the point I'm trying to make is this. Over the next 17 years, no amount of planning, thinking ahead, or trying to control the outcome will prepare you for what's gonna come your way. You'll experience so much happiness, love, and sense of pride, and memories you will look back on every single day. But you're also gonna feel immense sadness and loss, and even a time when the world just felt a little bit too big for you. And although that little black cloud never really completely goes, you will be okay. But I guess you'd also like to know where you are now. Well, yes, you find another career. This one fulfills the creative spark everyone says you have in you. You also get to talk to the most incredible people every single day, which seems a million miles away from the person you think you are. Yes, you have a house of your own. You've made it a home with the people you fill it with. And yes, that means you find someone that loves you as much as you love them. You haven't met her yet, but I promise even in all those times, where do you think life and some of the people in it can be so cruel, she'll appear. So there you are. I think you're pretty much caught up. Now I've rewritten the end of this letter so many times and I'm sorry there's not going to be a big reveal or magical answer to what you're going through. The truth is, even now, as I'm writing this, I still have no idea where I fit or what I'll be doing in the next 17 years. 
but there are so many things in my life that mean so much more to me that knowing where you fit is not a scary thing anymore. Just promise me you won't sit in that room on your own anymore and not talk to anybody. Annoyingly, it's true what everyone says, time really is going to fly. So be brave in everything I know you're going to do and know that it really will be okay in the end. From Rob. Thank you for sharing that. I suspect that was quite hard to write. I wanted to be really honest. Well, you were. Yeah. And you know, I don't know if it's worth anything, Rob, but listening to you, I think what we're talking about here is belonging and fitting with you. This is all about where we started, which is mm. being you, being fully you, and some people are going to like you and some people aren't, and some people are going to love you and some people aren't, but do you love you? Mm. When you find that strength, you'll find the strength to let this thinking come in and out. I really believe that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm ready to do that. Then we can help you. Thank you. You've been listening to Extraordinary Unplugged, brought to you by Pixel, our wonderful sponsors, and Ivy House, a team on a mission to bring life-changing learning to students, teachers, and corporate organisations. If you know anyone that would benefit from this podcast, please share it. And to hear more, please subscribe. To find out more about Ivy House, you can visit us at ivyhouse.co.uk.